Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that we're supposed to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great people, restorative. Solutions we have at our fingertips, as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com is the website for the broadcast, the podcast, and a whole lot more. Spread the word. Tell the tale. Donate liberally, will you please? And then our nationally syndicated radio network. You can't forget them. LovingLiberty.net doing a phenomenal job, as always. Not only do they have Liberty Roundtable Live six days a week, two hours a day, with hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, but they have incredible talk show hosts around the clock from Sam Bushman to Beth Ann Schoenenberg to C.L. Bryant to Kate Daly right on through Jesse Lee Peterson. We've got Tony Perkins with Washington Watch. The lineup is just incredible throughout your week. You can listen anytime, anywhere on the phone app. Go to the phone app store, Android and or iPhone and or the LovingLiberty.net website and download the app for live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. It's absolutely free, live and on-demand. Did you hear me repeat that? It's free, and you can also follow us on our Twitter feed. So check that all out. Get involved. Share the love with your neighbor, if you will, LovingLiberty.net. All right, a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, and then we'll launch into today's incredible lineup of interviews. Yesterday, we had our guest on Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org and RonPaulInstitute.org. Doing a phenomenal job. We talked about C.L. Bryant. Uh, he was an incredible speaker at the Week and Act conference. He's been on the radio with us many times. I mentioned that we went out to dinner with C.L. the other night. Just a genuine, true blue patriot of a guy. Approachable, just humble, but yet hard-hitting and incredible order. That's for sure. C.L. Bryant headlined the Utah Eagle Forums. Um, what do you call it? It was a Utah Forum on Critical Race Theory. And CL continues to spread the truth today. We are all members of humankind. We are born to be free, ladies and gentlemen. That's important to understand. We must not allow our differences to become battle lines that separate us from one another. CL Bryant doing a phenomenal job. We also talked about Representative Steve Christensen, dear friend, patriot in his own right. Representative Steve Christensen quit. He resigned from the Utah legislature. Why? Because of the abuse of his family. Literally, the enemies of liberty have abused his wife and children and family so much to where he just flat out up and resigned. Tragedy, sad tale to tell, but true as all get out. Christensen has been pushing for the audit of the 2020 elections. He believes believes election results have had anomalies and irregularities that justify an audit. He has every right to think that, ladies and gentlemen. This is America, not China. He's also been pushing to jettison controversial subjects in government schools called critical race theory and more. Steve Christensen, American hero, American patriot, sadly had to resign because the enemies of liberty are so hardcore, so belligerent. The lack of civility is out of this world, ladies and gentlemen, and we have got to come back to what matters in America. Kindness, respect. Uh, you know what? Respect for one another's beliefs, ideas, 
It's just a sad tale to tell. We also asked the question with Lowell Nelson, should the Constitution be amended to set the number of Supreme Courses or Supreme Court justices to nine? The answer is certainly not. You say, what? Why? Because amendments don't do anything. Look, they got a law against the debt ceiling, against raising the debt on the national level, but they raise the debt all the time. They just simply raise the debt ceiling. Could you imagine raising the debt ceiling in your household? Could you imagine raising the debt ceiling in your own business? Good luck with that proposition, right? But bureaucrats do it all the time. So a law, an amendment to balance the budget won't make a difference. They'll just raise the, change the, suspend the, I don't know, the law, right? Just like they do with the debt ceiling. Should the Constitution be amended to set the judges at nine? No, they'll just make it seven or 11. or They'll just say, hey, we've got to suspend this rule because of expediency. They'll just simply deny the truth and get around it. We don't need to manipulate the judges. What we need to do is gut their power. And the way you gut their power is you use the checks and balances that our founding fathers put in place. Congress can impeach judges for bad behavior on the bench. If they literally get out of control and they start activism from the bench, making law rather than interpreting law, the lawmakers, the legislative branch, should rein them in with impeachment and say, look, if you're going to do that, you're gone. You're there for life upon good behavior and nothing more. See, the president can use his power to reject the Supreme Court and say, listen… You think you're uh, you know, making laws? Not, not a chance. The legislative body makes the laws. You don't. We can rein in these people with checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen, but we just have to have the guts, the integrity, the morality to do it. If we can't find congressmen and senators who will jealously guard their power as our founders intended, we need to jettison those folks, turn them out of office, peacefully, of course, but turn them out of office and find somebody who will. That's all. The checks and balances can work great, but if you never insist on them, if nobody ever gets impeached for bad behavior, the bad behavior will continue. All right, we talked about behind closed doors, an incredible article, Medical Research Labs. They're out of control, John Rappaport writes. We need good, more, we need good people everywhere to stand up and be counted for truth and virtue. Yeah. Karen Kingston is a whistleblower. We need a Kingston in every lab, he says. Karen Kingston is the former vice executive advisor who blew the lid off of the COVID vaccines. Look, three out of four Americans are vaccinated, okay? Um, and especially if COVID patients are vaccinated, four out of five who go to the hospital are vaccinated. But you know what? They don't care about the evidence, the truth. They just want to force us all, right? October 22nd, that's the date that we calculate data through. And it turns out there have been reported to the CDC database, that's a VARS database, over 837,000 adverse events, 17,000-plus deaths. Wow, over 17,000 deaths, 86,000 in the hospital, 27,000 miscarriages. Wow. No, 2,700 miscarriages. I'm so sorry. 2,700 miscarriages. But does a miscarriage count as a death if it was forced by the vaccine? You got to wonder, huh? Wow. 8,600 heart attacks, ladies and gentlemen. This is just criminal. And these are all in the VARS database, and they say there's literally a 1% to 5% reporting rate at best. So the numbers are out of this world, out of this stratosphere, being covered up. We talked about, hey, the great new normal purge. C.J. Hopkins says people who refuse to get the vaccine, the shots, wear masks, they're literally being abused at every turn, segregated, stripped of their jobs, banned from hospitals, banned from attending schools, 
denied medical treatment, persecuted on every hand. That's what's happening in America today, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? A couple of short years ago, if I would have mentioned this, you would have said never. It's happening now and getting worse by the day. That was our one with Lowell Nelson. Our two campaign for liberty um, was not with me. Lowell was not with me second hour, but we talked about this witchcraft moment. Sadly, they say witchcraft has become hip. It's on the rise in the U.S., believe it or not. That's according to USA Today. I say it's Jesus Christ versus Satan. The war in heaven continues on earth today. There is no salvation in Satan, ladies and gentlemen. There's only sadness, disappointment, misery. But I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God loves me. I know that if I turn to Jesus Christ, he is my Savior. Let's be very clear about our testimony, about which side we're on, about what we believe in and stand for. Should we persecute or prosecute those people who belong to a witchcraft coven or cult or whatever you want to call it? No, we should not. What we should do is we should do our very best to not let their views take hold of a national debate. That's for sure. But we should also be kind and considerate of them. They're God's children, too. They're just off track and misguided. We should let the love of Jesus Christ be our guide. We should be kind and considerate. We should share the word of God with them. We should be patient in kindness and lead them away from their sadness, disappointment, and misery, and show them a better way. I know that my Redeemer lives, and he loves me, ladies and gentlemen. What's sweet, the joy of this sentence gives, right? A school district in Wisconsin is out of control, too. They have literally issued a memo telling employees not to inform parents when their kids go transgender. They're supposed to use the pronouns the student wants and let the student's viewpoints and behavior coming out as transgender, but not let the parents know. That's why you're getting such pushback at school meetings, folks. People are just sick of it being betrayed by their schools. What the parents don't get yet is they've got to take their kids out of the government school betrayer society. And until they do, it's going to get worse. Write it down. Okay? <clears throat> the very reason the school has authority over the child is because of parental consent. There's no doubt about that. And as long as you give consent, they'll do what they want with your children. Don't give consent to the enemy is all I'm telling you, parents. Do not give consent to the enemy. We also talked about a Twix Halloween commercial. Features transgender child uh, involved in violence, cross-dressing, Satanism. I guess they say, quote, Twix is one hell of a marketing pitch. One <laughs> observer of the commercial in the comment section. Wow, what a sad tale to tell. But it gets worse. Doritos crosses the line as well with new ad. An old man dies and finds gay lover in heaven. <laughs> That's Doritos and Twix for you, ladies and gentlemen. All in the culture war, in my opinion, on the wrong side, ladies and gentlemen. The Satanists would be fine with that, but God Almighty is not. I can promise you that. School board member escorts young kids on field trip to gay bar. <laughs> I kid you not. School board member escorts young kids on field trip to gay bar. Parents freak when they get pictures. <clears throat> wow, what a shame. We also talked about dads on duty. Louisiana fathers fan out at school to prevent violence and to mentor children. Wow, that's great news. We are having good people do good things, ladies and gentlemen. We are the epic culture battle of Liberty Roundtable Live.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back to your live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. I just wanted to let you know, Tracy Scadden, a registered nurse, uh, she's with Health Independence Alliance. She's going to have a silent vigil for COVID vaccine victims, November 4th, 2021. It's 5 to 7 p.m., and they want you to be in black morning dress code. RSVP the word victim to the number 385-315-0578. Again, text the word victim to 385-315-0578, or you can email utahcovidvaxvictims.gmail.com, victims at gmail.com. Where will it be, you ask? The corner of State Street and Temple, or in South Temple in the state of Utah in Salt Lake City. So corner of State Street and South Temple, Salt Lake City. When? November 4th, 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, you ought to be there. All right, incredible interviews continue from the Week in Act conference. I'm telling you, we had so many interviews, so many great speakers doing a great job. This time we have Jason and his wife, Alexia, uh, and his name is Jason Preston. Jason is a running. He's a candidate for the Utah 3rd District. Um, Jason is for the people, ladies and gentlemen. That's his claim to fame. Prestonforcongress.com, the website. And the interview starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. We are live from the WeCanAct.net conference. It's incredible speakers 
galore. And ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it, I just feel bad for you because you don't have the opportunity to rub shoulders with some of the finest people on the planet. It is about God, family, and country. And I'll tell you the best thing you can do, though, you can go to theweekendact.net and get signed up, and then you can get archives. And uh, that way you can check out a lot of the speakers. You'll miss the rubbing shoulders. You'll miss the people on the floor with all the uh, convention vendors and such. Uh, that we can't recreate for you, but we will do our best. Weekendact.net. Our next guest, Jason Preston, ladies and gentlemen. And he's a candidate for Utah's 3rd District running for Congress. He wants to go back to Washington. I don't know why on earth he'd want to do that, but nevertheless, we're grateful somebody's willing to. I'll tell you that. He is for the people, and uh, all I can tell you is we're going to learn more about him. PrestonforCongress.com is the website. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you very much. So tell us about you, Jason. Who the heck are you? Well, I'm uh, (laughs) nobody special. And I think that's kind of the thing that... uh, That's in now, buddy. (laughs) Well, I think the thing is I've been a freedom fighter for a long time. I've I've been on the side of holding Congress accountable. Worked for a watchdog organization for the last six years, helping hold Congress accountable, getting more people involved. And uh, so, you know, I'm I'm a freedom fighter. I'm not a politician, but I just believe we're at a point right now if we the people don't start doing something different, we're about to lose everything this country stands for. No doubt about that. What organization were you with for a while? Uh, it's called National Write Your Congressman. Boy, how do we need to do more than write them these days, huh? Yeah. I mean, the reality is, you know, we are to blame for the mess this country's in. It's uh, For a long time, we, have the people, have neglected our responsibility to hold these people accountable. And, you know, government typically attracts the wrong type of people to politics. It's just always been that way throughout history. People who like power tend to go where they can accumulate power. And that's why the Constitution was so well designed for the people to hold them accountable, to keep them from doing what's happened in this country. So, you know, I'm very frustrated with what's happened in this country. But the reality is, if we want to look at who's to blame, we just need to look in the mirror for the last many generations. I say that the checks and balances are one of the great keys to restoring the republic uh, peacefully these days. It's still something we have at our fingertips. Uh, to accomplish the goal, and certainly running for Congress fits that bill. So where'd you grow up? Who are you? Uh, grew up in uh, Orem, Utah. Okay. Um, uh, been, uh, <laughs> I've lived, I've had the opportunity to travel, lived a lot of spots, started uh, the uh, tour of Utah. That was one of the, I was a big cyclist. That's actually been a phenomenal thing that uh, uh, cycling blessed my life tremendous, tremendously as a youth. But yeah, I started the tour of Utah, sold that, started a uh, dental marketing business, and uh, partnered with Henry Shine, and that ended up taking me out to Florida. And uh, and then after that, I started working for this organization because politically, I've been awake since Bush was in office, and I had no hope at that time because no one was awake and no one was concerned about what was going on in Washington then. Um, I actually ended up helping Ron Paul run for office. Yeah, back actually, in, back in the day, I used to call it Comatose Nation. Yes, it was. In fact, when Ron Paul ran against Obama, I actually brought him out to Utah and helped him with fundraising. Yes. Um, but again, the, no one was awake then. And so what do you do, you know, when no one's awake? So I kind of gave up because it's like if you don't if you don't have a, a, a group of we the people that are awake and concerned, you're not going to have freedom. And so, again, the last six years that before, when Obama was in office, the time of the Tea Party movement, I thought, you know what? 
if there's a time we're going to get this country back is now because people are starting to wake up. And so that's when I got involved with this organization and, uh, and finally got to a point where it's like, you know, we're going to see another Tea Party movement, mo- movement come. And I think it's going to be much bigger than the Tea Party movement. And I think, you know, I was like, you know what, I can sit in the sidelines and hope someone who understands the Constitution will get in the fight. Or I can, I can stand up and do my part. I can just take off the old hat and throw it in the ring. That's right. All right. I, so uh, who are you running against in the 3rd District? Uh, John Curtis. John Curtis. All right. And he's too liberal? Well, I think he's a politician. Yeah. Period. That means he's too liberal. Because a politician looks which way the wind's blowing, right? They look for vote. They look to get votes and to climb the power structure. Yeah, that's see which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, stuff. See, we need to be focused on principle, ladies and gentlemen. We need to not put our finger up and say, "Hey, which way is the wind blowing?" We need to stand for the sacred cause of liberty. It's based on principle, and you know what? It doesn't matter which way the tides run. What matters is what's correct on principle, and do you have the guts to keep your oath of office, right? No, that's 100% correct, and I think that's one of the things that's been the most frustrating to me, thing to me as I've been to town hall meetings over the years is these you have politicians that know all the right answers, oh, we're against, you know, against abortion, pro-Second Amendment, but the minute you start to drill them down about the proper role of government in the Constitution, they end up with blank stares. And the problem is if you don't, if you're not making decisions based on principles, eternal principles, then you get, you're able to be, you know, move from one point to the next based on popular you know popular opinion and that doesn't work we've seen what that's done for the last the last hundred years they always try to play games with what they call what's essential and what's not essential or your job is critical or necessary or not or whatever i always look at it and say if it's constitutional i want to keep it if not i want to jettison it so 90 percent of the government would go away under my plan yeah, the fact of the matter is the federal government, I believe, is absolutely lost. I, I think it's almost beyond redemption. And I think what people need to be focusing on right now is it is the role of the states to stop the federal government, to say no. And if we're so the key is we've got to get our states under control. And in Utah, we have to get Utah under control. And that's the real responsibility of the people right now is if we want to fix the country, we need to fix the state of Utah. We need a clean house. Any elected official that does not stand for the, with the Constitution does not stand for principles of like making sure we have voter integrity. Uh, we need a clean house. We need to throw them out, and we need to put in regular farmers, people who you know the the, the backbone that built this country. Put in regular people that believe in principles and throw out these career politicians. It's time. All right, you brought your lovely wife with you. I want to know if she's for this thing or is she just going uh, over my dead body? Her name's Alexia. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Pleasure to be here with you. So tell me, are you for this guy running for Congress? Absolutely. You know it's going to be a, a dumpster fire. They're just going to lie and cheat and steal and do everything they can to your family, right? Bring it on. <laughs> That's how they roll. So tell me about you. Uh, did you grow up in Utah as well? I did not. I'm actually from New York City. Whoa. All right. By way of South Florida. Where, glad uh, glad Jason, you came to your senses. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we actually, unfortunately, just went back there uh, this last week. Uh, unfortunately, my father just passed away. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, it's he's uh, unfortunately a casualty of uh, a lot of the issues that we're we're facing right now with medical freedom. So, uh, wow. But it, it was eye opening to say the least to be walking the streets of New York City and being asked to see your papers as you walk in to just grab a hamburger. So it's it's time that we start standing up uh, here in Utah because if we don't, 
what's happening there is going to happen here in our own backyard. All right, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, born and raised in Long Island, Jewish, okay. uh, traditional Jewish family. All right. And uh, I work in commercial real estate for the better part of the last two decades. As an agent? I am a commercial real estate broker, correct? Broker, all right. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Alexia is a real estate agent, does a phenomenal job. Uh, She's just as successful as her husband. Imagine putting Jason in Congress to hold bureaucrats and the deep state to account, huh? That's our hope. We'll return with the interview in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Addressing his fellow world leaders at the 26th Conference of Parties Climate Summit, President Biden apologized for the United States' decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. Biden also suggested that Americans had been slow to acknowledge the perceived threat from the climate change theory. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin's press statement Monday says he won't support the partisan reconciliation bill Democrats are negotiating until there's a greater clarity about the impact it will have on the country's national debt and the economy. There are some House Democrats who say they can't support this infrastructure package until they get my commitment on the reconciliation legislation. It is time to vote on the BIF bill up or down and then go home and explain to your constituents the decision you made. President Biden will hold a press conference from Scotland this afternoon at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. USA Radio News. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. It's Election Day with a few states holding gubernatorial elections and some mayoral decisions will be voted upon. The one many are watching is Virginia. With Election Day Tuesday, one of the most looked at races within the country is the race for Virginia governor. Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin tells Fox News he's winning over independents. We're winning an independent vote by double digits. We've got Democrats walking across the aisle. This is what unity looks like. Meanwhile, Democratic candidate for Governor Terry McAuliffe says Yunkin is not bringing the state together like he's trying to advertise he is. What bothers me to my core is what this man is doing. He's dividing parents against parents, parents against school boards. He's using your children as political pawns in his campaign. Youngkin says parents should be able to have a decision in what their children learn in school, while McAuliffe does not. 
From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I want to let you know about the RSVP opportunity. Yeah, Tracy Scadden is a health care nurse. She's been in the business for 34 years, and she's with the Health Independence Alliance, and they're having a silent vigil for vaccine victims November the 4th. That's this Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. The dress code is black because you're in the morning. RSVP victim to the following number. 385 315 0578. 385 315 0578. Or you can email Utah COVID Vax Victims with an S, Utah COVID Vax Victims at gmail.com. Where is the event? It's on the corner of State Street and South Temple in Salt Lake City, Utah. Be there in person if you can. If not, hold a vigil in your own home church or municipality around the country ladies and gentlemen all right our incredible interview with jason and his wife alexia preston jason is a candidate for the utah third district he wants to go back to washington jason for congress.com the interview continues jewish uh, traditional jewish family all right and uh, i work in commercial real estate for the better part of the last two decades as an agent I am a commercial real estate broker, correct? Broker, all right. Yeah. I was in the mortgage industry for a long time, and I did not only um, home loans, but I did commercial real estate loans also. Yes. Yep. So that's definitely my sandbox. Okay. But uh, I am my husband's number one supporter, and I know that we are in this fight. And like you said, it's going to be a total dumpster fire, but it is what we've been called to do, and it is what the country needs in this state of utah needs right now more than anything else well, i'm telling you the new media is taking center stage though they used to be able to have their way with us they used to gatekeep and call us names and mock us now they're losing credibility every single day and as the new media takes center stage they're not able to do what they used to do anymore yeah and you know it's it's neat because people are waking up uh in fact we've got two girls 19 and 21 actually homeschooled uh, yeah they are they i got are, eight kids and they're homeschooled and then when they get old enough i put them in private school i've never put a single kid in the government school yet the government school system is is uh doing almost more harm than it is good i wouldn't and say almost it is doing more harm it than is good. i mean you look at this you know we say well, how can people not see through this you know propaganda well we've been raised to be sheep we've been raised to just listen and obey listen and obey and uh and this and the school system is done a lot to encourage that but you know it's the 10th plank of the communist manifesto compulsory education right oh yeah no so i mean we expect, are fully in line with when that it goes communist when that's what its origins are right right i mean we're all surprised that it's doing that you know i don't understand why people are even shocked that's what it's intended to do and when it shows its true colors people seem like flabbergasted like how can this be it's obvious yeah and it's and it goes beyond education it's it's to destroy the family which is the fundamental unit of society you destroy the family you destroy the role of the man in, the, in society, you destroy the role of the mother and the, the woman, and you have basically you end up having state dependence, and that's really what we've been watching purposefully happen over the last 50, 60 years in this country, and it's again, it's time for people to wake up and stand up and say enough's enough. Everybody is known for their themes of service, if you will, Jason. So Ron Paul's known for taking on the Federal Reserve, for example. 
Rand Paul's getting known for taking on Anthony Fauci, right? People have themes in their kind of administration or stint of service. What will be yours? We the people. That my, my theme is we are, we are as free as we decide to be. The, the answer to our problems is not the federal government. It is not the president. It is we the people. Our mission is one thing. It is to empower and inspire the people to rise up, to get involved, and clean house. It is not It is not about politicians anymore. It is about we, the people, recognizing who we are and the power we have to change this country. I, I believe in the power of the individual. I believe in the families. And I believe if people will stand up, stop just hiding behind social media and get involved and show up at, at these events, we will take this country back. And I believe the Constitution will be saved. And it's going to be saved by normal people like you and me just standing up and getting involved. Are you Jewish as well? I am not. You're not. All right. No, I'm. I, uh, I'm. I'm LDS. Grew up uh, here in Utah, and uh, so kind of, uh, uh, just, you know, Christian values. So it's it's been really awesome being with uh, with my wife because uh, it gives us. It, it's been tremendous. She's an amazing person. And has she been able to carry her Jewish religion forward? She. Is we that practice. She holds on to. Absolutely, we're a blended family, both in uh, the way we raise the kids and also they are my stepkids so we have a lot of value in our home but the number one value is putting god first well they call them judeo-christian values for a reason right yes yes and uh and i think the reality is the federal government has sought to replace god as the source of our rights and if we want to fix this country the first step is we have to return to god not on our watch right alexa not on our or alexia watch. i should say <laughs> All right. Um, what do you guys think? Has the media been fair to you at all? Well, you know, we've been uh, flying under the radar so far. You know, we don't. The elections aren't until next year. Um, we've been very blunt about the problems in in uh, the uh, here in Utah in the state house. Uh, you know, all the way all the way down. I mean, it's the the, the corruption is not. The corruption runs deep. Yeah, so there's we're, Antons running around everywhere. Yes, that's for and sure. we are and we are calling it out. Uh, we're showing up at the state capitol and and uh, standing up these people on the uh, mandates. We're standing up about election integrity. So we're we're not going to sit and be these politicians that want to dance around and say what needs to be said to 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 get along well with the establishment. We're we're ready. We're here and we're saying enough's enough, and it's time for the people to take this country back. And so the media and the establishment is not going to be friends of ours. Ladies and gentlemen, it's important to stand on principles. I've mentioned many times. Jason Preston with us. He wants to run for the state of Utah, the third district, and go back to Washington and be in the House of Representatives. Prestonforcongress.com is where you can learn more. I find it interesting, you know, when you get in and wrestle with the hogs, they don't know how to take it. What they'll probably do is try to lock you out of the debate because they can't handle the debate. They don't want the issues that you're bringing up. And that, there's two reasons to run for office in my mind, Jason. One is to win, obviously. And that's obviously the primary goal. You need a little bit of funding and a lot of footwork on the ground of people that are supporting you that are willing to be activists to make it happen. Uh, but the other reason to run for office is an educational campaign, which Ron Paul uh, was literally brilliant at. And out of that became Campaign for Liberty. And I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. Uh, but all I'm telling you is uh, there's two reasons to run for office. Uh, hopefully you can accomplish both. Yeah, I actually, the thing that prompted me to run in the first place was to wake up the people. Uh, look, if, if by next summer we have 10,000, 20,000 people in the streets who are educated, who understand the principles of liberty, we'll, you know, my, my objective is to save the Constitution. 
And, and to me, the key is it is inspiring and empowering the people to know who they are, to remember why they're here, and to stand up and, and fulfill their missions and to, and to save this Constitution. And uh, if the people stand up and wake up and get involved, then, then, then we, yeah, we'll win. And then we go to Washington and we spread this message across the country to the states, which is the answer is take your state back. And as states, you tell the federal government no more. It is time, and anyone who's going to the federal government, it is you're going to battle with these criminals, and it is shutting down the the, the uh, federal government, shutting down these bureaucracies, and sending the power back to the states where it belongs. Each state, ladies and gentlemen, is a constitutional republic, and it's important to understand you got to nullify now. Let's give Alexia a parting shot. What do you want to say about this whole thing? Not only do we need to save the Constitution. But we, we need to put God back into, these, into our states. We need to bring the family back, the God back. And I believe that's a big part of this campaign right now. We need to save our homes, save our state, and remember where we came from. And remember where these rights came from. How do you like the conference? Oh, this is a great conference. It's great to be here. It's great to be here with you. And uh, God bless America. Thank you, Alexia. So, Jason, final question for you then. Are you going to have a campaign slogan? We the people. We the people. We are the people. We are the people. Well put, baby. Yes, yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen. I love husband and wife teams uh, when somebody runs for office that you get to know both of them because then you kind of understand their dynamic, their family values, who they are, what they stand for. You know you know what Jason's wife's going to be telling him when the going gets tough, right? She's going to say, bring it on. Get her done, Jason. Come on now. Right? And that's what we need. Amen. Amen. All right, Jason, if you could say one thing to America and you had 10 seconds, what would you say? Stand up. Stand up. You have no idea what's at stake right now. And if we don't stand up, we must stand up. We, we do not have a choice for our children, for our grandchildren. We do not have time. Stand up. Get involved. Get off the sidelines. You are meant to be a part of this fight. You're not meant just to be a victim and to, and to be a witness, but to shape history. Jason Preston, everybody, candidate for the 3rd District in the state of Utah running for Congress. PrestonforCongress.com. Thank you to Jason and thank you to his better half, Alexia. With people like you, we've got a bright future. Thank you. God bless you. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk on your radio. We can act conference, man. They're just incredible, incredible people at the event all the way through. They lied about us big time, claimed we had less than 1,000 people there, but we had more than 3,000 people there, and I have over 20-plus interviews to prove it live from the event, not to mention all the speakers and booth owners and everything else, vendors that we interviewed as well. Quick pause. This is the one and only. Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not 
need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Are you going to participate in the vigil? It'll be uh, on the corner of State Street and South Temple Thursday, November the 4th, 5 to 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Dress in black because they want uh, to show that it's a vigil. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's about those who have died from the vaccinations, those who have been harmed from the vaccinations. We want their uh, memories to be recognized publicly. They say when you go, please have a sign and peacefully let your views be known, whether you've experienced a loved one that have passed away or whether you just want to go and support those who have struggled and suffered uh, and died. But when you go, they say, don't engage the media. All they'll do is twist our stories and manipulate what we're standing for and the truth. And it'll actually bring harm to the loved ones who we care so dearly for. So avoid the media at all costs. Let the message stand for itself. Remember, it's a vigil. It's a solemn event. Uh, Anyway, if you would like to attend, they're asking to please um, email utahcovidvaxvictims at gmail.com. Or you can RSVP the word victim to 385-315-0578. That's 385-315-0578. Man, we had an incredible interview with Jason Preston. PrestonforCongress.com is the place to go to learn more about him and his incredible efforts. All right, folks, as you know, from Facebook to Meta, a new name, but the same old problems, writes even the CNET News, the mainstream news organization. Who are they talking about? Facebook. Facebook changed its name to Meta. They're probably going to keep the Facebook name, but they're going to do kind of what Google did. Google then became a subset of what Alphabet Soup. <laughs> and now you've got Facebook doing a similar thing. The main company will be Meta, and it stands for the Metaverse. Go study that new age, whacked out viewpoint where you got these big tech companies in bed with religion 
and really building an ecosystem where they control every aspect of your life. That's what they're after. That's what Mark Zuckerberg and crew are after with the new name Meta, but it's Facebook to Meta, new name but the same old problems. I don't know if they're trying to avoid lawsuits. I don't know what they think they're getting away with this, uh, but uh, all I'm telling you is disaster. It's more of the same, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are going to suffer, right? There you have it. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. <clears throat> Next headlines from the Epic Times. Great, great article. Two authors wrote it. It's an in-depth article, I might add, too. Uh, and it's very, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, scary. <laughs> Jan Jikalek and Melanie Sun wrote this article together for the Epic Times, okay? <clears throat> and the details are shocking if you haven't studied Karl Marx. If you're not familiar with the origins of uh, and the reference point relating to socialism, all right? So the headline says, Pastor, so hey, religious leader, do champions of socialism realize that Karl Marx held a deep belief in God? Yeah, you might be shocked about that, ladies and gentlemen, but it's true. He certainly did. Karl Marx, the father of, quote, scientific socialism, once wrote that he knew that he was born to God, but was chosen for hell. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary, isn't it? I mean, that's just like, what? Yeah, Karl Marx knew that he was born to God, but he believed that he was chosen for hell. Yeah, author and radio talk show host, Dr. David Jeremiah, said of many of the aha moments he experienced as he spent a year-long effort studying socialism, during which he read everything he could find on the topic and the ideology, including what motivated Marx and his ideological writings. People don't realize that Marx's socialist theories are all based on a fundamental belief of the very existence of God but a, quote, hatred and an opposition to everything God stands for and has taught. Dr. Jeremiah explained, you know, socialists don't believe that there's no God. They're not atheists. He told Epic TV's American thought leaders, they're anti-God, full-on, ladies and gentlemen. So they had a full-on interview uh, about this with Jeremiah on Epic TV. It'll be out in a couple of days, just so you know. But in fact, Karl Marx was a cheerleader for the devil, he explained. <clears throat> Again, his research led him to and given him a new way of viewing trends in the news and in social policy – that he believes can help Americans understand the social turmoil in the country right now. Dr. Jeremiah is a pastor himself. He's the founder of, quote, Turning Point Radio and TV Ministries. He recently released a book where he warns about and shares his findings regarding the dangers of socialism. The book... Is titled, Where Do We Go From Here? Just about every chapter in this book in some way or another 
goes back to things that I learned about socialism. Wow. That's what he told host Jan Gikolet. <clears throat> and now what's so amazing to me, he says, is the fact that because I've, quote, sensitized or sensitized my mind and heart to all of this every day on the news, I see more and more examples of exactly what's happening and how it's affecting us as a nation. The culture of canceling everything that you don't agree with is kind of the order of the day. It's what's happening in American society. He listed various negative trends, like parents being told that they shouldn't have any say over the content taught in schools. Yeah, that's how Marxist socialist ideology works. Republicans and Democrats not being able to agree to disagree is another one, part of the Hegelian dialectic. People being fired from the workplace because they dared to share their faith is another one. These are examples of how Marxist socialist ideas are permeating our society. Even people who would never uh, say they're socialist or never acknowledge that they're socialists seem to be backing these ideas. Well, of course you shouldn't share your faith. By golly, we've got separation of church and state, they lie. Censorship of ideas are not what Dr. Jeremiah grew up with, though, in America. He says that has become normal social behavior only the last few years in 2021. Free speech is important, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? This is serious. There's nothing that's really true that should be afraid of challenge, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, what he's getting at is if you're putting out truth, why do you mind it being challenged? The truth can stand up against challenges is his point. If it's true, it's true. It shouldn't be an issue for it to be challenged because if it's true, it's true. So in light of the discussion that we're having today on so many topics, all it is is lies. That's why they're so afraid of the challenge. That's why they're trying to restrict our free speech and shut us down because they know their lies can't hold up the scrutiny. But the truth he says, and I concur with him on this topic, is that, you know what? The truth can stand the test of time. The truth can stand the fiery darts of the adversary, right? In his book, Dr. Jeremiah describes socialism as a deadly virus that is spreading through our nation. It's quietly, and it's far more lethal than COVID-19. Boy, I agree with that. But he warned most Americans are totally unaware of the threat that it poses to our way of life. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I believe the that's the biggest threat to America is the fact that in his book, Dr. Jeremiah writes socialism is a deadly virus that is quietly spreading throughout our nation, far more lethal than COVID-19, but the people – most Americans are not even aware of the threat that it poses to our way of life. And I mentioned that's the scariest thing in America for 2022. It's like smoke coming under the door. You just see it a little bit, but it's no big deal. But if we don't become aware of it and do something about it, oh, the destructiveness or the destruction it can create. That's why I wrote the book. He said, I want to help people understand. He said that many readers have since told him you have answered 
all the questions I didn't even know that I needed to ask. What I wanted to do was help people see the connection between the tearing down of monuments. It's not just a bunch of kids knocking things down having fun. They want to intentionally obliterate history so they can rewrite it. This is not a mistake. Anyway, the Epic Times highlights this, ladies and gentlemen. And then he says this. They want to get rid of everything we hold dear. They want to destroy the things of the root of who we are as a people. They want to destroy the family, the church, your marriage. Then they want to come into that vacuum, and they want to insert socialism. We need to have an awareness of this because it's deadly. It will destroy everything. Venezuela is a great example and picture of where we're headed if we don't stop this right now. It's amazing that in our lifetime, believe it or not, Venezuela was one of the richest countries in the world. They had a lot of what we had. People had the same standard of living that we do back then. In our lifetimes, that was true for Venezuela. Now they've lost it all through the socialism, and we're on the same road. Dr. Jeremiah said that he hopes that we, by talking more about the truth regarding socialism and its anti-God beliefs and efforts, that it will help more people understand the problems of today. One of Marx's key phrases was to wipe God out of heaven and capitalists off the earth. Wow, this guy's evil, isn't he? That was his twofold program. There's a lot of university students that are captivated by this. It's really scary to me, Dr. Jeremiah said. Some of the statistics I cite in the book, people between 25 or I'm sorry, 18 and 25 years old, they believe socialism is great, that it's okay. But when they truly understand the roots of socialism, most of them literally stop and think and change their mind. He said he's seen many people wake up to the truth of socialism, and it leaves them empty. It takes them to a place where they don't want to go, and they don't realize it when they're on the journey. When they get there, it becomes painfully obvious. All of a sudden, they wake up one day, and it doesn't have anything to breathe into them, and they realize they need to turn to God. Dr. Jeremiah also commented that the church isn't free of socialism either, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. I agree with that reality check, that's for sure. Some people claim they're practicing Christian socialists, but they don't have any idea what they're talking about because it's not possibly true. All right, thanks for being alongside for the right hour. One in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable live radio talk show. LovingLiberty.net is the website. Live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. Donate liberally today at LibertyRoundtable.com. And I, Sam Bushman, declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2000. 
and 21, ladies and gentlemen. And, man, we got a lot of great stuff for you. Last hour, we hit on Jason and his wife, Alexia. And Jason Preston is a candidate for the 3rd District for the House of Representatives in the state of Utah. And uh, PrestonForCongress.com is his website. So incredible interview about that. We also talked about this incredible from Facebook to Meta, new name but same problems for the Mark Zuckerberg company. We talked about Pastor, new champions of socialism, realized that Karl Marx had a very deeply held belief in God. True story of the Epic Times, Karl Marx, the author of Scientific Socialism, once wrote that he knew that he was born to God but was chosen for hell. Wow. What kind of a statement is that, ladies and gentlemen? Scary stuff, I'll tell you that. Uh, but that's what's going on, right? In fact, Karl Marx was literally a cheerleader for the devil. He explained of his research. Wow, it's just hard to understand, right? Um, the culture of canceling everything you don't agree with is at the roots of totalitarianism. Is at the roots of violating free speech. Yeah. Socialism is a deadly virus, destroying our nation, cancel culture at the center uh, of it all. All right, we have a guest. Her name is Olivia Dawn, and she literally was at the January 6th Capitol event. And she shares her experience about what happened on January the 6th in Washington, D.C. You know, right after the January 6th, well, during January 6th, we had people live uh, on the radio who were at the Capitol. But after that, after it all went down bad, I called a lot of those people, and they said, you know what? Nothing went bad for us. We went to the event, came home. It was great. A lot of people didn't even know anything bad happened until later in the news. Other people got caught in the melee. Well, we had a lot of people on explaining their experiences right after the fact. Some people got forced into the Capitol, pushed in. Uh, we talked to a girl that got arrested, but then they let her go, saying she did nothing wrong. She was at the wrong place at the wrong time. We've had all kinds of evidence, truth-tellers, first-hand eyewitnesses, etc., on the radio about this. Olivia Don continues uh, with her story, her personal event. Her and her mother, Tina Horlocker, were there literally live on January the 6th. Her story starts now. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman continuing with a long parade of incredible speakers <laughs> on the stage, vendors running around, educating business, doing business with patriotic businesses. You got to dig it. We ought to call it the Patriot Business Alliance or something. It's incredible. There's vendors, there's speakers, and there's incredible interviews coming to Liberty Roundtable Live, as you well know by now. Olivia Dawn is with us, and she went to Washington, D.C., January 6th. Now, Olivia, just so you uh, know context, I have interviewed a lot of people that were literally there on the floor. Literally, I interviewed people that were there live at the event, and then I interviewed people the day or two or three after and got their story. So our audience is fairly caught up on the truth there. Good. Uh, but you got an interesting story to tell as well, right? Yes, I do. All right. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you so much. Tell us who you are first and what sent you to D.C., Absolutely. So my name is Olivia Dawn. I'm the daughter of Tina Horlocker, who is the former chair of the Davis County Republican Party. She's the We Can Act conference chair. She's done a lot of other things and a lot she of people. She is the genius, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, behind We Can Act. Let's put, just She's put it amazing. out there, right? <laughs> and she 
had wanted to go to D.C. in November to attend a Trump rally there. And we reached out to some friends and somebody was able to make a donation to make it so that my mom and I were able to travel to D.C. To, together and attend the, the rally in November. And when January came around and there was another rally happening January 6th, we were like, oh, my gosh, we have to make it happen. And so, you know, wonder of wonder, miracle of miracles, we were able to, again, figure out a way. I mean, we had amazing donors who made it so we could go because they couldn't make it. They were like, we'll pay for you to go. And so we got to go. So my mom and I were able to be there the day before. Um, back in November when we had gone, I had wandered the streets a little bit looking at some stuff with a friend of mine, and we actually ran into a crowd of Antifa and got kind of stuck in the middle of them. And it was really kind of scary. We had, like, umbrellas being shoved at us, and it was yeah, a... Yeah, they're crazy. There, it was a scary situation. And thankfully, the police were aware that they were there, and as soon as they realized that we were in the middle of this crowd, they came and they helped escort us back out of the crowd. And all we were doing was trying to get to the Washington Monument, and it was kind of a mess to get there. And my response to the cops right then would be, you know what, why do I need to get out of this crowd? Why don't you disperse these people uh, yeah. so normal people can go about their daily lives? You don't need to rescue me from the crowd. You need to rescue society from these people. Oh, I They're completely crazy. agree. It was nuts. And so right. because of that experience, we came into January 6th prepared for that type of thing again, maybe even worse. And we were also warned ahead of time that we were going to potentially have people who were wearing Trump gear or whatever, um, that we're going to be mixed amongst everybody who is rallying. Now, hold on. So you were told that in advance. We were told that in advance. That's very telling, is it not? Yes, it is. All right, continue. So that was something that we were totally aware of. I mean, I prepared. I didn't even wear a jacket with a hood on it because I was so worried about potentially getting yanked backwards. I understand. So sure. we planned our, our clothing perfectly. Well, when we arrived, we made it over to um, the Eclipse, which is that lawn right outside of the White House. And there was this really cool um, stage that was set up, and there was music. I mean, it was a party, and we had to go through a bunch of security. There was, uh, like, I'm not kidding, there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people flooding the streets all the way up to the Washington Monument. It was amazing, so full, beautiful to see so many patriots. By the patriots. way, so peaceful. Oh, yes. Peaceful, and everyone was, like, dancing and jamming, and it was yeah. it was just a party. And, and we went through security. Uh, there were so many. It is many... what we dream of when we think of America, people. <laughs> exactly. And it was, I mean, I'm telling you, there was there was such a level of trust and also a desire to be up near where President Trump was going to be speaking. Of course. That people ended up just leaving their bags outside of security because we wanted to get in so bad. And so there was like a huge pile of bags. And everyone's just like, all right, I'm going to trust it's going to be here when I come back. Wow. And, and we just left our bags outside and went in and were able to hear the president speak. And the president's speech was so moving. It was so liberty and, and freedom-minded. It was, it was patriotic. It moved your heart. It made you just love the country so much more. Yeah, to the, to the media that insert this idea of, that it was um, leading to violence, they're literally committing libel and slander. Oh, yes, absolutely. I recorded a lot of the speech on you know on my phone because i just was loving it so much sure and th th nowhere in my recordings can you hear anything about inciting violence or telling us anything yeah because it didn't happen it didn't ladies and gentlemen it did not and when when the speech ended he actually ended by saying now i will join you let us march up constitution avenue to the capitol building to make sure that we peacefully make our voices heard 
And that was exactly what he said. He encouraged us all to make sure that our voices were heard, to make sure that we peacefully marched up the street and and made everyone aware of our presence. It was a very powerful, calming, but also exhilarating speech. And then from there, we all kind of left the eclipse and started marching up Pennsylvania Avenue and Constitution Avenue. Because and this is you and your mom, you and Tina. My mom and, T- my, my mom and myself, yes. Okay. Uh, as well as so many other patriots. I mean, the streets were flooded. There oh, yeah. was There were giant, I mean, like block-long flags, American flags that people were carrying over their heads. And they were a, a block long. That's not an exaggeration. And so those are going along the street, and people are walking under the flags. They're walking around the flags. They're marching in front and behind these giant flags. And we're all singing. We're shouting chanting usa we're just having a grand old time we're loving the fact that we're surrounded by so many other country loving people right now. you're loving liberty aren't you oh i truly was and then <laughs> am and continue to be it by the way lovingliberty.net. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing and so when we finally got to the capitol um we're walking up and I, I don't know how familiar everyone is with the layout of the Capitol, but if you're coming from the west side of Washington, D.C., you're going to pass a, like, a reflecting pool yes. first. And then there's um, a statue kind of to the north side of that. And then just behind that statue, there's some steps to get onto the actual lawn of the Capitol. And so as we come up to the as we're coming through the parking lot kind of by the reflecting pool there's a few signs that are a little more obscene that say you know f somebody or whatever you know there were a little more signs that yeah a little graffiti going yes on, exactly of, yeah. <laughs> um but, again, but it was, you, you wonder who those people are exactly and you wonder how they got there and you wonder what their origins and funding uh, is and you start to really ask those questions and you gain real knowledge. But right, go ahead. Right, exactly. And so we, we kind of noticed this, my mom and I, and we pointed it out to one another. And we were like, well, that's well, that's unfortunate. But, we, you know, the vast majority of us are not like that, so we're okay. And so we keep going forward, and we get to the, the statue where everything was, and there's someone who's, like, you know, using a megaphone and is, like, exciting the crowd. And at first we're like, all right, that's good. And then we realize that some of the things that this particular person shouting into this megaphone they were not saying things that were the most exciting or the most liberty minded. They were more kind of insightful. And so we were like, okay, that's not the voice. And, and my mom, in fact, was looking at this person and thinking, wow, this is awesome. And then somebody actually leaned into the two of us and said, that is not the voice you want to listen to. And it was immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. We're in the middle of this incredible interview. Uh, with Olivia, and Olivia Dawn uh, is her name, and she literally was at January 6th, the Capitol event, if you will, where they claim it was an insurrection. And she's basically telling you that they felt the voice. What I mean is that the Holy Ghost telling them, hey, you know what? These people are for real and good, and they felt wonderful. Then when it went all wrong, these people are evil, and it went bad. They knew it. They highlighted it. They were there. The interview will continue. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West. 
at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is, like, really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside. They took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. I I lost it. The other people excluded, like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. A public service message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. First-hand eyewitness at the January 6th Capitol event, ladies and gentlemen. We had them on right at the time of the event, literally month. what is it, 11 months ago now? Wow, time flies when you're not having fun. Uh, I'll tell you that. But anyway, Olivia Don continues her narrative. They basically said, hey, they felt great. It was wonderful. It was a party. It was awesome. And then they saw <clears throat> some people grab megaphones and manipulate the audience, the crowd, and it became very sinister. And they felt the difference. The Holy Ghost warned them, this isn't the voice that we all wanted. And this is very direct, firsthand eyewitness evidence of this isn't what the American people were after. This was a group of agent provocateurs that ran, the, ran this event off the rails and then literally tried to blame it on us, meaning those who were there and even those who were not there. All right, They claimed that, it, <laughs> that somehow it's us. Well, that's not the voice Olivia Dawn was after, and she highlights in the interview that continues now. The most exciting or the most liberty-minded, they were more kind of insightful. And so we were like, okay, that's not the voice. And, And my mom, in fact was looking at this person and thinking, wow, this is awesome. And then somebody actually leaned into the two of us and said, that is not the voice you want to listen to. And it was immediately like the spirit of God touched our hearts and knew that that was not where we needed to be listening or focusing on. Wow. Now, hold on. So this person, you don't know who that was? I don't. It was just some random person who noticed that we had both kind of looked over yeah, at there. Yeah, but they get it and they're right. Oh, they were. They were so right. And so then, you know, we kind of got out of that spell, right? Because when someone's cha- chanting and shouting and, and trying to get you excited, 
it's it's hard not to get excited. You want to kind of join whatever's happening yeah, with that crowd. Yeah, like humans like the mob and riot. It I really is. That's the natural man coming out. Exactly. I get it. And so then we just decided, okay, we're going to keep going. And we went to this. We went to the lawn of the Capitol. Now I lived in Washington D.C. for a while. I lived in Washington D.C. for almost an entire year, a couple of years prior in 2017. And so I was very familiar with everything. So I was kind of leading. And at this point, we had made a few friends. So we were kind of walking around with them. We also did have a couple of friends who were already at the Capitol and we were trying to find them. So we're wandering through the lawn trying to find a spot where we can see and kind of hear. Um, but we didn't want to get too close just because there wasn't a need to. There was a lot of people. And so we just wanted to kind of hang out and watch. And everybody's milling around. The, yeah. the people that I've talked to, too, say there's a lot of people praying and just in clusters talking and enjoying themselves. And uh, just one, a wonderful day to be had. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My mom found this one spot where on the on the south side. So the south we're on the west side, but kind of the southern side of the lawn. There's a fence or a stone wall. And on this stone wall, there's a, there were some steps that led to a platform. So people could stand on the platform and they could see as well as being on the ground. And so we climbed up, on, or my mom climbed up on the platform just to get a cool picture of everybody in the, on the lawn. And then afterwards climbed back down. And while she was gone, there were several uh, veterans and men in military garb, whether they were military or not, I don't know. But they were, you know, in some sort of military garb. And they all knelt right in front of where myself and two of our friends were and started praying. And it started out as, I think, 15 men, all men who looked very strong. And it's, it, I don't know why that is a sight that is so surprising, but it is. And I know why. <laughs> because it's a blend that make real men. It really Godly is. men. Men that are strong and understand the defense of things that matter most. Our wives, our children, our sacred honor, but it's also men who have the humility to know who's in charge, and that's Almighty God. Oh my gosh, I agree with you, and it was it was General George esque, if you will. <laughs> exactly, and it was it was amazing. It really was kind of like that picture that you see of General George Washington. Yes, and so I loved it so much. At first, I took a picture, and then I went, I want to actually join in this. I want to be in this prayer. So I moved forward, my friends moved forward, and then my mom arrived, and so she joined as well. And uh, when we kind of got up from this prayer, I realized that there was over 50 people that had all of a sudden joined this this prayer, and we were all just kneeling and praying. And it was so beautiful. The feelings that we felt were peace and love and joy, all of these positive things, and this patriotism. Every single person we were with loved America so much. And that's so inspiring to see. And so that quite literally was what we saw. And we had the chance to be able to mingle a little bit more. And then we heard that there was um, some stuff that was maybe not the most exciting happening at the Capitol. We heard that there was some pepper spray they were spraying You're on. You're so polite. Well, <laughs> we didn't really hear a whole ton. We didn't get a lot of information right away. It yeah. was, oh, there's pepper spray. They're spraying on the crowds. And there were some people that had gone up onto the steps of the Capitol on the west side. And they were just on the steps. And those are usually open to the public. Like, yeah. those are usually places where and you can go. nobody would think that they shouldn't be there. Right, exactly. I, I mean, having lived in Washington, D.C. for almost a year, I sat on those steps often for lunch. Like, yeah, and I've been there several times and been there literally every time. Exactly. It's it's That's where you should be. And so it was, it was very strange to hear that they were spraying pepper spray on everybody. But one of my friends was still a little closer and actually ended up getting some pepper spray. 
on her. And then when she came back down, she was like red eyed. And she's like, I wasn't even that close. I was just on the steps. That's where I've been multiple times. So it was just kind of this crazy thing. And we didn't quite know what was going on. There was rumors that that the Capitol Police were not very happy about everyone being there. And so they were maybe not being as polite as they should have been, understanding that they're being paid by taxpayer dollars and everything else. They still weren't being very nice. And so that was all we really heard about. Yeah, they're kind of rude to the employer. I understand. <laughs> exactly. That's all we heard about. And then when we, you know, we stood for a while, it was so bitter cold. And there was a wind that kind of started to come through as well. And so after standing on the lawn for a while, we heard some, uh, they're their horns, but they're like the horns from the Bible that yep. are made with, with uh, like bone or horn, like yep, uh, bison horns or something. Uh -huh. um, and they make this amazing sound. And somebody came up to us, I think she was a pastor, um, and she came up to us and she said, isn't that amazing? And my mom was just commenting on the same thing. She's like, wow, that sound brings such a calming spirit because as we were starting to hear about the pepper spray and everything else we were starting to get a little anxious i think that like the the mood started to change just a little bit from like joy and peace and calm to a little bit anxious and then we started hearing these horns and it immediately changed the mood back to calm and peaceful and and so we were like, wow, that's amazing. And this pastor woman came up to us and said, those horns are specifically designed to a frequency that will keep you calm and will, will bring things together and make things peaceful and happy. And so it, that was interesting insight from this woman we'd never met, but had just overheard my mom say something. So after a little bit longer, we were very, very cold. Um, a, war a curfew had just been texted out to everybody. And so now we knew something had happened. We weren't sure what. There, where, from where we were, there was no violence. The most we ever saw was pepper spray being sprayed on peaceful attendees who were just on the steps. And so we didn't quite know if there was anything else. As soon as I left the Capitol lawn and got onto Constitution Avenue, I think we walked like a quarter of a block and my phone started blowing up. Now, before that, I hadn't been able to publish anything on social media. Yeah, so when I uh, c connected with those people live, I was able to get certain people on the streets. And then all of a sudden, uh, communications disappeared for a while, and then it came back. Yes. Yeah, so that's there was, the other side of that story. Yeah, there was a bunch of a bunch of internet um, issues that people were having. They were trying to go live on Facebook, and we're having a really hard time doing that. And so when we finally left the lawn and got onto Constitution Avenue a little ways away from the Capitol, like I said, a quarter of a block, not very long, um, all of a sudden my phone started blowing up, and I have like my friends who are back in Utah going, please tell me you're safe, please tell me you're okay. And I'm going, I'm fine, like what on earth? So then I talked to one friend who actually ended up calling me and he explained what the news was already reporting. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's not at all what we've experienced. And so we immediately went live on Facebook, my mom and I, and we talked about it. We were like, this right, is what we're and gentlemen, hearing. Hang tight. Quick pause for this Olivia Dunn interview. We'll rewind that just a teeny bit so you get the context on the other side of the break. There's so much going on in the news. This is what I'm talking about. Olivia Dawn uh, and her mother, um, Tina Horlocker literally were there at the Capitol, and they're just telling you there was no violence. But they did see a peaceful crowd. They were having a wonderful time. And then they saw agent provocateurs come and try to change the mood. And then some people with some horns came and, and uh, tried to make it peaceful. Christians were standing around and praying and, and being peaceful and kind. But the cops were literally hostile. Uh, the uh, 
provocateurs were there, and they could see mood change when certain people advocated their agenda. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a complete betrayal at the Capitol in America, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, and this happened on January the 6th. First-hand experience. There's 14,000 hours of videos that have never been released, but yet they want to prosecute and blame every one of us without evidence, without facts, without the truth. We cannot let them get away with it, ladies and gentlemen. The Olivia Dawn interview continues on LRT and sex. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As the polls open in a select few states across the nation, America is asked once again for the citizens to do their patriotic duty. The one race that is capturing the American people is the gubernatorial race in Virginia. Democrat Terry McAuliffe on Monday. The main reason, folks, I'm running. I want to build the best education. I want every child to have a world-class education here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Republican Glenn Youngkin. Parents will have choice in our public school system. We will not have a political philosophy in the classroom and on day one, I will ban critical race theory from being in our schools. Efforts to pressure Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, to express support for President Biden's massive spending bill prompted him to hold a press conference on Monday. The takeaway, don't rush the package and don't link it to the separate partisan infrastructure bill that has Republican support. Manchin says the Build Back Better bill is done with fuzzy map and will cost taxpayers double the advertised price. USA Radio News. From city streets to back roads, from road warrior to carpooler, there are some things you can always count on, like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard, America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. Hear that? That's the sound of a man guarding his home around the clock. <coughs> because he has 24-7 professional monitoring from Simply Safe Home Security. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe keeps watch night and day. If there's trouble, Simply Safe alerts him and will dispatch emergency help when needed. <coughs> Protect your home in your sleep. Take 30% off a new system at simplysafe.com today. As America faces many problems in country, President Biden and a large portion of his cabinet have left the country. Meeting with world leaders over the weekend, American leaders are now in Scotland discussing the doom and gloom of climate change. Again, an American leader was apologizing for America. President Biden on Monday warned that climate is an existential threat to human existence as we know it at the United Nations COP26 conference then apologized for former President Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord. I guess I shouldn't apologize, but I do apologize for the fact the United States uh, in the last administration pulled out of the Paris Accords and put us sort of behind the eight ball a little bit. Speaking from Glasgow, Scotland, Biden called for a decade of transformative action to preserve the planet, saying that the science is clear. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Game six of the World Series is tonight in Houston, Texas. Atlanta leads the series three games to two. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. 
You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio reminding you that there is a prayer vigil, a vigil uh, really um, remembering those who died from vaccine. Well, I guess vaccines that aren't safe and effective, where they literally harm and kill people and that kind of stuff. It's happening on November the 4th, Thursday evening, 5 to 7, dress in black, South Temple and State Street in Salt Lake City if you want to go in person. If you want to just have a vigil at your home or with loved ones at your church, please do so all across the country uh, as well, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, serious stuff. We want to remember those who have suffered and died really at the hands of the regime because it's being forced, these vaccinations are being forced on us. It would be one thing if people took them willingly, knowingly, and then just felt like, hey, um, I want to take these vaccines, and then they die. That's one thing. It's a whole nother when people are forced or they lose their job. Anyway, Tracy Scadden and others have put this incredible event together. November twenty or November 4th, that's this Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m., you can RSVP the word victim to 385-315-0578 or utahcovidvaxvictims at gmail.com. Get involved today, would you please? All right, the interview with Olivia Dunn continues now. Bunch of a bunch of internet um, issues that people were having. They were trying to go live on Facebook, and we're having a really hard time doing that. And so when we finally left the lawn and got onto Constitution Avenue a little ways away from the Capitol, like I said, a quarter of a block, not very long, um, all of a sudden my phone started blowing up, and I have, like, my friends who are back in Utah going, please tell me you're safe, please tell me you're okay. And I'm going, I'm fine, like, what on earth? So then I talked to one friend who actually ended up calling me, and he explained what the news was already reporting. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's not at all what we've experienced. And so we immediately went live on Facebook, my mom and I, and we talked about it. We were like, this is what we're hearing from people in Utah, but this is not what we are seeing. We are not seeing this type of behavior. We're not seeing uh, people being shut down or, or dealing with chaos. It's, it's just not that way here. And so as we're trying to explain that live, um, we have a couple more people who are talking to us and, and they're like, yeah, that we don't know what's happening either. Like everyone's reporting that there was violence, that someone was shot, but we don't have any idea what's going on. We didn't see anything. And the rest of the night we, we walked, I mean, my mom and I walked, I don't know, three miles to get back to our hotel, walking through the streets. The city was almost completely empty except for the people who were from our crowds. We thought we would run into some Antifa or some protesters of some kind, and we never did. So it was, I mean, altogether, other than running into some police officers who were just standing guard on one of the streets, we really didn't run into anyone. And then that night, as we were all trying to get food, the restaurants were closed early. I mean, it was, like, next to impossible to get any kind of food. There was one restaurant that stayed open 
and they ended up selling out of all the food that they had in their restaurant because they're because they were the only ones that stayed open everyone else closed as soon as that curfew was instated and this one rebel company decided to stay open and they were like forget the curfew we're gonna make money and we're gonna sell to people who are yeah. here <laughs> i don't think they were even making like a principled stand they were just like we want money <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Olivia Dawn telling her personal experience. It was amazing. The tale of January 6th in Washington, <laughs> D.C., right? Yep, exactly. And uh, Olivia, what did you uh, think when you saw the media kind of come out and say, look, everybody there was a terrorist. Everybody was involved in an insurrection and so on and so forth. Oh, my gosh. That's not at all what I witnessed or experienced. That was not my intention in any capacity. And if anyone says that I was an insurrectionist, they're speaking a bold-faced lie because they have no idea what they're talking about. And they're just repeating what they've been told. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Olivia, thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Perfect. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Just incredible interviews going on. I mean, all at the Weekend Act Conference. I mean, it was a stellar conference. It was the first one ever in Salt Lake City as well, and we're hoping to make it an annual event. To do that, though, would need support from people all across the country. But I'm telling you right now, it was amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that China is plagued with a history of pandemics? Let me say that again because it's riveting. Did you know that China is plagued with a history of pandemics. True story, Stephen Mosher, Population Research Institute, pop.org with the details. COVID-19, believe it or not, is the latest in a long line of deadly epidemics that have come out of China. Genomic analyses have shown that smallpox, the bubonic plague, and multiple deadly influenzas, including the Spanish flu, all actually originated from the communist nation of China. Stephen Mosher, with the details in his book, he highlights a lot of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But it's for good reason that Francis Gasket, whose book on the Black Death was published in 1908, asserted that China is the great breeding ground of epidemics yeah smallpox the bubonic plague and multiple deadly influences including the spanish flu actually all originated in china it's perhaps fitting that the earliest known epidemic for which we have archaeological evidence swept across northeast china five thousand years ago it was a precursor of things to come writes Stephen Mosher. It's a plague village called Hamen, I don't know how to say this, Manga, China, and they say it's circa 3,000 years B.C. And I guess a few years ago they were excavating the site of this Chinese historic village, and Chinese anthropologists discovered a tiny house chalked up with bodies. And uh, they say the uh, village was located in Chinese northeast. I guess it um, goes from Beijing all the way to the border of Russia. And um, I guess they had 
97 bodies stacked two or three high from these plagues. They believe the uh, deaths were due to a plague. The outbreak doesn't seem to be restricted to this area. In fact, a couple of hundred miles away, they believe that the skeletons from that event were the same. They might have fled one city and went to another to try to escape the deadly plague, but they couldn't escape it, and that's why there's deaths and bones and um, skeletons that literally relate to the same time period and have the same markings, which are what make them believe it was the plague. Yeah, they both possibly relate to an outbreak of incredible disease. The question is, what disease could have caused it, they might ask. Anyway, LifeSite News published this article. Stephen Mosher continues with it, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Mosher has his newest book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. Oh, man. That's just grisly, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? It's scary, isn't it? It makes you kind of go, hmm, what the heck? Yeah, that's right. But did you know that China is plagued with a history of pandemics? Stephen Mosher, Population Research Institute, pop.org with that article. Uh, and all I'm telling you is that this just goes to show that, wow, folks, now we have uh, Anthony Fauci literally lying to Congress, literally involved in creating gain-of-function research, which ended up being gain-of-function completion of that research, successful, and then somehow it was leaked or intentionally released on the people. And you see the same incubator over again, China. But you see the Americans literally funding it with our own tax dollars and then being lied to by our top doctor, Anthony Fauci. He makes more in government than any other government employee. Even the president of the United States makes less than whacked out Anthony Fauci. This is the kind of stuff, ladies and gentlemen, where we need to double down and call a spade a spade and be truth tellers like nobody's business to Hold Fauci and crew to account. This should not be allowed to stand. Rand Paul and others are trying really hard on us, but we need to back them and get very supportive of this. All right, quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use a radio station. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, 
peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. We're going to go straight to this next interview. We had on Mike Miller before uh, the Weekend Act Conference. We had him on also from the Weekend Act Conference. His interview starts now. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live from WeekendAct.net. Incredible conference, incredible people. Speakers galore start at noon all day until 8 p.m., the floor is full of good, honest Americans learning about liberty. Vendors across the hall with some very, very unique liberty-loving stuff. I've been having a heyday going to all the booths, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got Mike Miller with us. We had him on last week. Great gentleman from the border. He works and as a co-founder of Warriors for Ranchers. And Warriors for Ranchers, ladies and gentlemen, really is a group that's designed to help support farmers and ranchers in Texas affected by this belligerent illegal immigration going on. This out of control problem at the border that I want to be clear affects everyone in the nation, not just those on the border. You might think it's on the borders, but Joe Biden is busting folks in the middle of the night to everywhere. You had a girl, I think it was in Montana, that just got raped by one of them. It's getting out of control, folks, and it will affect you mike miller welcome back sir thanks for having me sam you're speaking today coming up right yes sir 12 30 you don't want to miss it all right and you're going to tell the tale like nobody's business right i am going to tell the tale like nobody's business i'm going to get loud i'm going to be ticked off and i want these people to see it see it feel it and hear it and they're going to hear it because i brought 60 slides and we're going to wow. be showing them the truth it, you know it's one thing when people talk the truth these things that we're talking about at the border are so phenomenal, so huge. They're huge, like Trump would say. They're huge. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. And uh, the, the detail. They're big league. They're big league. The amount of um, robberies, theft, vehicle bailouts, uh, just like you're talking about rape on the border, 3,000% of these people crossing our borders are sex offenders. 3,000% more of them. We have hundreds of thousands of people getting ready to come across 80,000 in Tapachula, Mexico. These guys have a, a gentleman with them who is a uh, dual citizenship guy. I don't remember his name, but he's telling us he's at war with Texas. He's at war with America. These guys are coming armed. Just last night in Matamoros, Mexico, there was a shooting. 
There was, there's bodies everywhere. Suburban completely shot up. I've got the pictures right here. I'll show you. And people need to know that is, that's like one minute from the Texas border. They're, they're breaching our border, Sam. It is an assault. Tell me how La Raza fits in. A La Raza. Yeah, go ahead and fill me on the La Raza is kind of a Mexican term. Okay. That kind of means that you stole our land and we're taking it back. Sure. They now, are. I know the critics would say, Sam, you've misunderstood La Raza. You don't have a clue. You're ignorant. They'll tell you that, but I'm telling you that's what it is. You bet. So we did a conference in Medina County, Texas, right? And some of those folks came, and they were waving the Mexican flag out on the highway. They were on the city easement. They knew where they could stand. But they were saying the same thing, that, me- that Texas belonged to them. Right. And we had folks we had. See, that's, that's the La Raza principle in effect right there. Right, right. So we had some folks standing up. We had uh, a candidate running for Texas Land Commissioner, Weston Martinez. We had uh, George Rodriguez. You might know him. He's in the same in- industry. El Conservador Radio, telling the truth down there in Texas. And uh, they got to have some words with this guy. They're like, you're standing on Texas soil. You're an American citizen, but you're going to shame our flag and shame our people because of a fight that took place way long ago. Yeah, they you still want to know his response? What's his response? Yes, that's right. It's my duty. Right. They act like that, for sure. Yeah, that's my duty. They, they, they hate it on us. They, uh, we ended up having to get security and have the law enforcement come just to make sure people were safe. That's why they love the term Mexican-American. Right, right. Right. I say set aside all the... Uh, racial differences right let's realize we're all god's children why don't we be unhyphenated americans i love it you know i tell people all the time they said mike you're you're talking about the border crisis but don't you care about your fellow person and i'm like you know what how can you call yourself a man of god if you don't care about the people of mexico but sam you know this the cartel they're historical organizations and the people in mexico look at them like robin hood they rob from the rich and they feed the poor and just like when we go to gas stations here in the U.S., they have, like, ball caps that say FBI, CIA, law enforcement, Air Force, Army, you know. In Mexico, they have the names of the cartel, Sinaloa, El Golfo, and they wear those hats proud because some of those cartel members feed their families and bring them money. But it's a, it's a, it's a wicked system that needs to change. And I pray, if, if it's in God's will, that the cartel can start doing good things and good deeds and not continuing to enjoy murdering people and cutting them up. It's serious business, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get some updates from the border of what's happening. Is it even changing? It's escalating, isn't it? It is escalating. On the Texas state border, there is a sheriff in Brackettville County by the name of Brad Cole. The county attorney's name is Brent Smith. They are actually looking to deputize, uh, I believe, 10 men. They're going to be well vetted. Um, you hear a lot of talk about the, the militia groups and folks in Texas that are, that are rising up that want to stand. So they're actually providing ranch security. And so these folks that are well-vetted, well-trained people, these, these farmers and ranchers' properties are being ran through. We've even had an incident where, you know, our dogs are our fur babies, right? So these people had two dogs that were trying to guard their house. The illegal immigrants got those dogs inside of a truck in 100-degree weather, they shut the doors, and their two pets died of heat exhaustion. So they're not just killing people on the border. They're killing their fur babies. It's all done by design, though, to intimidate, right? It is. It is. They like to call. So as you know, Sam, they put a, they put a bounty on me. They called my house. They threatened my family. And uh, they do this to Tim Foley from Arizona Border Force Recon. And I, I've had a chat with Tim. 
and uh, they just want they want it to be silenced. They don't want people to know that they're smuggling children, smuggling drugs. Human smuggling is a $22 million a day business. So just like I said, is it slowing down? No. They've shot rounds at our National Guard, 40 rounds in Roma, Texas. Last night, the video, the pictures I'm going to show you in the video, it sounds like uh, Mogadishu. The AK-47s, 50K, uh, 50 cal Barretts firing at wet cars. Yeah, so people need to understand these cartels are highly organized. They're virtually militarized. They are. And I want people to know that they have as good or better equipment than our United States military. They have UF, UHF, VHF, LTE jammers that they're wearing so they could jam your cell phone. They have a signal. They have night vision goggles that are about $10,000 a pair they're wearing. They're in uh, f 5.11 military gear. They're, they're armed with the best AR platform and, and 50 cal weapons. They have armored vehicles, turrets, and they seized um, ammo that was due to Texas. They apprehended a vehicle that had 7 million rounds of ammo in it. So, yes, uh, not, not good when they're getting our ammo. You know, we're in trouble on this, though, because most Americans are oblivious. Joe and crew and Kamala Harris and others going headlong into this thing. All the protests from conservatives being simply ignored, not counting media like myself and a few others. Um, we're in trouble, though. I think Americans aren't going to wake up to this until every neighborhood's infiltrated. Absolutely. And, Sam, I think they're just waiting for an incident, too. They're, they're shooting across at the Americans, and our guys haven't responded back. But, you know, as soon as we do, the ALCU and all these different organizations that are looking to have open borders and enforce the laws and file lawsuits against anybody they can, these people have – I love them. These people have uh, – they have, a, they have a plan to try to get these open borders and to continue. But I'm going to keep you posted. I would love to come back on and give you more updates in the, ne in the next upcoming weeks. But uh, I want to thank you, Sam, for the opportunities you've given me to amplify my voice. We'll do it. I want to focus on one last thing before I let you fly. I know you mentioned human trafficking last time we talked as one of the biggest issues because, hey, it's better than drugs that you can resell and resell. I mean, it's sick to talk about, right? Yes, sir. But I know that's escalating, too. Is that going to be a keynote in your speech, too? That will be a keynote in my speech. I will have – I'm going to grab the heartstrings of the people through the children because when, you t when you're hurting children, Sam, they decapitated an infant in the Rio Grande River. It's time for people to get ticked off. We're finding babies headless in the Rio Grande River. It happened. And young children that are drowning, it's going to be in my speech. And sadly, the ones that die are almost spared from a life of perpetual abusive sex and perversion slavery. You're absolutely right. So I'm, not, I'm not saying it's good to die. I'm pro-life. But what I'm saying is when you think about the fate for some of these people, you're almost grateful some, didn't, some were spared in a way by their deaths. You're right, Sam, because when they're trying to manufacture adrenochrome from a child, they have to beat these kids, Sam. And in order to get the epinephrine high enough in their bloodstream to withdraw the blood, I want people to know that is sick. It's taking place. I think Hollywood's covering it up. And why is Epstein Island being so recognized? It's such a dangerous place. And why did it, you know, I don't think Epstein killed himself. I think it was done by design as well. This is organized terrorism in America, Sam, and I'm here to fight for it. Well, I wonder if Epstein's still alive somewhere. That's a rumor that people are asking. And I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just saying that, you know what, here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know and we can't trust them. That's what you need to know. That's absolutely correct. We don't know and we can't trust them. That's what you need to know. And that's from the top to the bottom, sadly, in many jurisdictions. Yes, sir. You're absolutely 100% correct. All right, give me your website. 
warriorsforranchers.com. We're currently trying to raise $120,000 for a mission to fight against this, and we've done well. We're starting to raise some funds. You can donate at warriorsforranchers.com, and you can also go to Venmo at Warriors for Ranchers. After my speech, I'm going to be at my booth. I'd love to meet all you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there he goes, Mike Miller doing a phenomenal job. Stay there, Mike. I want to talk to you for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, riveting reality check from the border. It's sad as all get out. It's discouraging on one hand. It's really depressing because you just think, oh, my gosh, America's headed for civil war. America's headed for betrayal. America's headed for all kinds of negative stuff, rape and pillage and plunder and climate disaster and (laughs) natural and man-made disasters everywhere. And that's all true, folks. Let's be very clear. That's all true. And let's not uh, understate it or pretend it isn't reality because it is. When we turn our backs on God, ladies and gentlemen, we will reap the whirlwind. We will reap the wrath of God Almighty. Make no mistake about that. However, there is hope because God is still in his heavens, and America is a blessed nation. And if we as a people repent and turn to him, he will protect us and heal our land. Let's make no mistake about that. So, yes, there's a very dire situation on one hand. On the other hand, there's a very bright future for those who keep the commandments of God, for those who are followers of Christ, for those who um, believe in the Savior Jesus Christ as our true and real Savior. There are answers. There is hope. There is opportunity. There is happiness and peace. And prosperity ahead for the righteous, for those who keep the commandments of God. We just need to make sure we're on the right side of this discussion. But, man, when you hear Mike Miller on the border, you realize how brutal the situation really is. These people are pure evil. And the worst of it all, the worst of it all, ladies and gentlemen, is they are partnering with our government and the religious organizations in a trifecta. Religious groups, the United States government, in bed with the sex-trafficking slaves of humans around the world cartels. we got an epic battle on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, but we stand with the Prince of Peace. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally today. Every penny will be used to help grow our presence in the media and become the greatest truth-tellers in modern history. That's who we are. That's what we want to do. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We declare God is in his heavens and he loves us. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> 